The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. What is going on? What is going on? That's an orb. That can't be a person. I'm just staying right here. It's it's orange, guys. It is. It's turning orange. It's moving in orange. <gasps> Tonight on an all-new Monsterland, the first of our two-part Bigfoot special. Maddie and Ronnie put themselves in harm's way, and we got sound. Oh, baby, do we got sound. <laughs> Plus, we interview a legend. You won't believe what he admits. Mermaid, me too. I'm sorry I ruined your black demon party. <laughs> Spawn of Maddie sings, your mail, all that and more. Let's go. mystery a paranormal perfect storm known simply as monsterland the monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness just outside of monsterland massachusetts and now here are your hosts paranormal author researcher and speaker ronnie leblanc and the host of the curse of oak island drilling down on the history channel maddie blake Sounds like angels. Three together, we've got something to say. Is this Mad Max singing? It's my boy! <laughs> oh god. That's my boy! We haven't started. He's already welling up with tears. That's my boy in his big solo the other night uh, at his choral <laughs> concert. Give it to you one more time with the harmonies with the girl. Sounds Doesn't beautiful. he sound great? Beautiful. Really good. Hold on one more time. Ready? Just quick. I'm so proud of you. Three together, we've got something to say. That's my boy. You're my That's boy, awesome. Blue. My boy, Blue. Uh, that was what I was doing last night, Ronald. <laughs> Watching my son uh, sing like an That's angel awesome. in a choir. Where was that at? That was at his school in Rhode Island. Um, that was his school show choir or whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't boring at all. Oh I was. You should the, be proud of him. He has an awesome. No, voice. I'm proud of yeah, him. Yeah, it's great. I just didn't need to see like four hours of jazz <laughs> band, tap dancing. Oh my god! Uh, now here's our show choir, show choir, spawn of show choir. I'm like, how is, many? Is this the one when the jazz uh, band are we going to see? Is this the one when the uh, instructors? insert their own kind of like 10 minute thing that they've written yeah. and they oh. do it every year. Like, yes. Oh. oh, and why not get a poli- political lecture from high school freshmen while we're at it? Oh, that was yeah. really a lot of fun. <laughs> Dad, this one's for you. Actually, my dad and I had this running gag for years whenever I'd ask him to do something and he couldn't do it with circuit. Cats in the crate. We'd sing the song. <laughs> um, yeah, no, man, it goes fast. Hey, did you get some sleep? <clears throat> I did, finally. Finally. I slept like a baby <sighs> last night. I've been up since 3.30, so I might crash halfway in between this podcast. All right, well, we've got so much to get to. <laughs> Ronnie, hello. Hi, how are Producer you? Producer Dave, hello. Ahoy, hoy. 
And we've got Carrie, producer Carrie. Hi, Hello. Carrie. It is a Hi. full house like the old days, and uh, she is here because she knows what a big two-part special this is. We need it all hands on deck. We have a lot of sound. A lot. This is big for us, and a lot of people in the community of the Bigfoot world are waiting this interview, awaiting this inf- interview. Yeah, because um, he hasn't done any for a couple of years. Yeah, Bob Gimlin hasn't spoken in a while. Um Maybe once or twice did Russ have him speak somewhere recently, but yeah, I mean he hasn't done any type of radio or uh, podcast interviews and things like that. Well, we sat down with him for some—I don't know—it's almost a half-hour interview, I think. Mm-hmm. And you won't believe what he has to say about Bigfoot and his experience and what he thinks these things may be. It's just—it was so awesome, you know. I was stoked when I heard his answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's incredible, and. You know, I was saying last night uh, to a group of people, I was talking to them about this, and I said, regardless of what you, because it was a group of people who don't necessarily believe, believe in that type of stuff. Sure. <clears throat> they were there for something else, but I was talking to them about my opportunity to sit with Bob Gimlin and with you and talk to him and really pick his brain. And I said to these people, regardless of what you think of Bigfoot, that image of Bigfoot walking, I- even if it's faked. Iconic. So iconic, like it should go. In, it's I'm sure it is playing in a loop in the Smithsonian or that Natural History Museum of tell. Like it should be next to Fonzie's jacket. You right. know what I mean? It's, right. it's just ubiquitous. It's the image that everyone puts up on a screen whenever you talk about anything strange, anything in the news that's strange. You're going to see that Bigfoot clip. And for me, uh, and I know for you too, Ronnie, that's like the first image I remember as a kid watching television that. I mean, I, I, I had to be, it was not, I was born in 71. So I would love to know when that in search of, uh, what was the well, beginning of, it was in the beginning of in search of like the yeah, opening I think it was credits. like 74 or something. Okay. Like so I had to be, I had to be like five, right? maybe six. And I distinctly remember when that thing looks at us, me, you know, when mm. it turns its head, but I, I was never the same. Like I was horrified by that. And I had to know what it was. I remember asking my brother, my older brother, like, what is that? And he's like, well, this guy thinks he cops it. You know, and I, I, I was young. And, Car- and then, Carrie, hold on a second. Carrie, you've never seen Carrie's this? Carrie's <laughs> watching this like she's never freaking seen this I've before in her life. I've never seen Are this you before. kidding me? How could you I know, never I'm seen sorry, that? Guys, I've this, lied sorry, guys. This all is this great. Time. Hold on. Before no, we get no. to where we get to. Oh, my. So there's I, a I mean, better, there's I know a better the quality. Image. I know the image. I've never seen the video. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's watch this with Carrie because this is a great Holy social yeah. experiment of someone who's never seen this there, video before. There's a clearer one, I'm sure, if, if you dig back a little bit. But but uh, this gives you an idea. This all right, is Carrie, watch this and give us your thoughts because she's never seen it before. So what happens here is is Bob Gimlin and Roger Patterson are on their horse horses and it's actually Patterson who's filming Gimlin behind him and so he stumbles getting off his horse basically trying to run after it right Ronnie yep and he oh. eventually straightens it out here we go oh now watch it that's Look. fucking boom crazy. holy shit look how long the arms are that is crazy now because it's so clear now here's the thing there there's reportedly there are several Bigfoot in this film there's one possibly hiding in the tree line. And so there's uh, footage that is, has been recently unearthed that we're going to hear about shortly that, uh, of, of this, like first-generation copy, which will look much better, but they're looking for potential because they found three different sets of tracks in this area, sizes. So they were thinking a family, a family. And, and they typically you know, are That's... with more you know, than one. So, What are your thoughts, Carrie, upon seeing that? 
I mean, you because we've seen lots of footage over right. you know the last however many years of a Bigfoot and and it's like questionable. Is it? Is it? Right. That is so fucking clear. Yeah. This that, is that is a big hairy monster. Yeah. And it's and it's Maybe a female. Not. Because there's, you can Girl. see the breast. Yeah, there's a whole breakdown scientifically. But, but here's but, the thing too: the film. Oh yeah. The film okay, is I'm the most. Okay, looking at the image on my computer. It's the second most analyzed film in history after the Zapruder film, which is the JFK assassination. And it has stood up That's to. Cr- oh, there's a more clear see, picture. Yeah, look yeah. At Fifty plus years of scrutiny. Oh my god. No one's been able to definitively <gasps> prove it wrong. Well. Look at that. Oh my god. You can see it's musculature, the muscles, yeah. the legs, and yeah. The look of death. You also she, wa- she also walks so casually. Yeah. <laughs> She's big arm like, swing. Just stroll in the park. Oh, and my God. It matches uh, It matches uh, primate's gait. There's so much about it that's compelling. So anyway, um, <clears throat> regardless of, of what you think about it, even if you do think it's faked, it's an iconic moment in television history. And uh, because of how it was showed on In Search Of. Yeah. So you've got that part of it. So to interview someone who was there, who believes it to be real. I mean, he's the he's known as the legend, right? Mm-hmm. And he really is. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome to, it was to awesome. be there. Uh, so this is going to have to be a two-parter. It's just too much stuff. We also spoke to Russ Acord. Russ Acord, who travels with Bob and is a huge figure in the Bigfoot world himself. He is. He's been researching since the 70s. We spoke with him, um, and we pick his brain, and he speaks more, Ronnie, about your project mm. coming up. Yeah. Um, so we got two interviews and a bunch of sound, and this is where it gets tricky because we went in the woods in Monsterland, and we had what some just some weird sounds. Yeah. You know, and and they seem to come on uh, on command, but mm-hmm. uh, you could you could easily explain those away. You could say you could. it's just the coincidence of trees falling or a couple rocks, acorns, what know, have whatever. Yeah, sure. Well, a couple of them are a lot bigger than acorns. Yeah, we were hearing we like. were hearing branches snap and yeah. fall. Yeah. But you, <laughs> and we also heard that, as did every friggin' wildlife in well. the, in the area heard that noise. And they didn't know what the Have hell. Have you was. ever been able to do that again, David? We're trying no. to make we're trying to make people scared. We don't want to make the women. It's like excited trying to sexually, duplicate so a crop circle. Is what that would be like. You know what I mean? It's just not possible. That's exactly That's what Yoko hears during one of our hour long tantric love making sessions. Crap. Hit it, David. <laughs> oh yes, baby, more. That's what that translates into. No, didn't you analyze it last on the last show as to what you actually said there? Yes, I think I say uh, I should have stopped smoking in my twenties. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I it think, sounds just like it. No, I, think I should have stopped smoking in my twenties. I think I was saying, uh, "Holy shit, we're gonna have to run for our lives" or something like that. Like, it just struck me funny. Like, oh my god, these things are actually responding to us. But okay, so that's that was like fun and and, and weird. And you could explain yeah. it away by saying it's a coincidence. We asked yeah. for something, and at that moment, branches happened. Yeah. What happened to us in the woods? Holy of I guess shit. North Central Ohio. Holy shit. Is unexplainable to me. It's it, not. It, it's it's explainable to me. Well, and yes. I'll, I'll tell you that. We'll we'll talk okay. about that. But okay. It's, okay. it's fucking explainable to me. We <laughs> had what you would. Save seeing 
a, a Bigfoot like that walk right across our path, we had what you would hope to have if you drove 11 hours to go out squatching. We got out there and shit went down. That's all I can say. Immediately. And so we're going to play sounds of that and we'll let you decide. Um, I'll just tell you from my experience what I experienced, how I see it, and Ronnie will do the same. Um, one side note that I would love to say to this team here. <laughs> I saw the picture. Is you will, I, uh, I haven't told you this, Ronnie, because yeah. I've been saving because I, I want to do it live. Ronnie's, live on the air. Ronnie's turning red. I'm sorry. Well, Ronnie in the field. I got a tattoo. I'm getting a Templar cross tattoo, by the way. Awesome. Ronnie love in it. the field is unbelievable. Like, I'm trying to make an analogy. You're, you're too sweet. Okay, it would be like, it would be like, you know, meeting Alice Cooper on the golf course and he's got his hair tucked in the hat and he's kind of this older gentleman and he's very refined. He talks to you about golf and you're talking to him like, what a nice guy. And he's, hey, would you like to come to my show tonight? And you go, show, what do you do, sir? You don't know it's Alice Cooper in this scenario, guys. Sure. And Alice Cooper goes, well, I do a little performance thing. And I go, okay. You're like, what a nice guy. I'm sure it's like a poet you're reading. It's going to be so gentle. He's a golfer. And then you go out, he's like, 18. And there's like devil horns and there's black mascara running and there's babies getting their heads chopped off on stage and there's blood. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Wait, hold on. Is this the guy I just golfed with? Holy what, crap. What is, what is going on? What did you do with the nice, gentle man? <laughs> gentle. Four. Is, is Ronnie gentle? This yet? is Ronnie in the field. He was at one point, <laughs> Gentle. like when stuff goes on that you're going to hear, I want you to picture when we play this coming up, Ronnie is standing like this at one point. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh Maddie's out of his chair. Who wants to narrate? <laughs> hold, on, let me, hold on. Let me get a picture of this. It looks like he's <laughs> Maddie, squatting so a lot. Maddie is squatting with his arms outreached, breathing heavy. All right, here we go. For some reason, this reminds me That's of Chris, like Chris Farley. This, it's it's kind of is... like a Chris Farley, and but he's but he's beckoning whatever it is towards him with his fingers, and his eyes are closed. He's in deep concentration, <laughs> and I hope greatest thing I've ever where, seen. Where were and you? I want Maddie. the last twelve <laughs> seconds back. That he I just he becomes. He turns his whole, it's actually really impressive. And I felt, I got to say, kidding aside, I felt very safe because Ronnie was there because he just kind of takes over and his expertise kicks in, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Are you, did you record that, what he just did? I am doing it now. Did you record the other Yes, the I got a little, a little snippet of that. He, it was so impressive. And um, although funny now, at the time, it was cool. What he was doing was he was like turning himself into like a vessel. You could tell and like, Come to me. Come to yes. me. Yes. Yeah. It was incredible where I was kind of like, where's the car? How, long, <laughs> how far away is the path to the car? Because I am i can't see my hand in oh front my of my God, face. I could not. I so couldn't. we'll get into all that. Um, but Ronnie, I was so not surprised because I knew, but it was really cool to really see you in the field. Like we weren't really in the field, quote unquote, of Monsterland. We're on the forest edge. Right. And <clears throat> not far from your house. Right. Basically in your backyard. Yeah. yeah. But this, we were in the. Deep woods of Ohio. We didn't go out as far as we were planning. But we are, no, but we are smack dab, even though we're like near, right the, the, near the resort or whatever. Yes, we are smack dab in Salt Fork State Park, which is one of the great, like has the hottest Bigfoot places in the entire friggin' country. So and, it oh. was cool to watch you in action. Oh, thanks, man. You know, it, was it, was fun like, with, it was fun 
doing that with you. Oh my God. And the team that we had was, was uh, amazing too, which everyone will get to learn and meet these people too. So. If, a, if a statue is ever erected of Ronnie LeBlanc, it should be in that position. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean if? Wait, why didn't you go as far as Well, because, you... because the conference yeah. and the work we were doing with the podcast was lasting so long into the night by the time we got back to it. Okay, we'll set the steen in a minute. Uh, yes, but yes. It was so fun. It was like Bigfoot camp. Remind me to tell you. So, so they had cabins. We you stayed know, in all cabins on a lake. On the property. In the deep woods. And so when the session was over at the lodge, we had to get back to our cabins and kind of de- break down the podcast stuff and stuff. And so by the time we were ready to go out, it was kind of late. And, and we were planning on- This was like on, 1 a.m. Right. We were planning on bringing- we, we brought, we didn't plan on, we, were, we brought tons of gear. And then Russ, who was kind of running the show, had brought his thermals and everything. We were going to go out and do a hunt. But Russ's responsibilities with Bob were such that he wasn't ready to go till midnight, one o'clock. So it was like, are we going to go out till, till literally till, it would take us till dawn to even get where we were going to go. Right. <laughs> probably and spend time out there. And then we had to be at there at like 6.30 a.m. to set up the booth and everything. So it's like, no, we just, we could only go out for like two hours at, sure. from like midnight to two. So, and thereby we had to be on foot and we could only walk. But luckily there were these old access roads that just kind of cut into the middle of the like, forest. So you which, were safe to just follow the road and yeah. just get a little off the path. So that's what we did. Right. And like Ronnie said, the entire, even though you're near the lodge, quote unquote, you're in the middle. The whole thing is in the middle of the woods, like no, deep forest of Ohio. You. So <laughs> let me give you a quick example. When we got there, we got to the front gate. And it's like, you know, welcome to Salt, uh, I call it South Fork Ranch because of Dallas. It's actually Salt <laughs> Fork Lodge. <clears throat> so we get to South Fork Ranch and uh, <laughs> and there's Bobby and Ellie Mae and JR. Uh, but we, we take the left and it's like, welcome to the lodge. And, you know, this way to this part, this way to the cabin, this way. And it, so we punch in lodge and it was like, what, 12, 13 minute drive? Yep. Like just to get just, within the park. We're already in. Like you're it's like here. almost a 15 minute drive through the forest to get to the lodge. Exactly. So exactly. That's what you're talking about. And deer? About. How, how many deer? We, I've never seen that many deer in one place. On Like literally going in, we probably saw 20 deer. It's like my backyard. It was insane. Really? Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start off with our uh, new segment. We're going to play you the interview with Russ. And we're going to then dive into the sound that we have, this incredible sound. Then we're going to do a new, a little uh, controversial Ronnie post, Contro Ropo, as I call it. <laughs> there might be a few of those. Uh, Monster Mail, and then we'll get out of here. And that'll be the end of season, uh, no, part one, part one, not season one. That'll be into part one. And then next week, part two, more incredible sound, probably the sound of the whole thing in part two. Yeah. And... Then we will play the interview with Bob Gimlin in part two. So it's all building up to this incredible, hopefully, podcast crescendo, if there is such a thing, at least as far as we can provide. But now let's... <laughs> Did you see his voice just went down, as we can provide? <laughs> I'm professionally trained, Ronald. Um, actually, I'm not. Let's bring do, you have a, do you have a TV show? <laughs> I do, in fact, uh, special oh. number three aired last night. Yes. Top and 25... I Moments in Oak Island. I have history. a DVR which I can't wait to watch because there's Thank a you. there's a moment in there that, yes, very personal. Yeah, I got a little uh, emotional yes. in one of the uh, stand-ups, which I fought against. Uh, not fought, but I said, guys, make sure you don't put the one in when I'm like crying, and they did. Which now my wife talked me into it. She's like, it's it's really good, Maddie. It's touching. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this was really nice too. So the teacher has the kids do these like political statements that they wrote. Oh boy. So it's like as they're clapping, you get these like uh 15-year-old girls going like the average white male makes 50% more than a woman. White men are evil and bad. Yeah, they are. But it sounds like wow. that song could be your soundtrack. White men <laughs> should be taken outside the school auditorium and flogged and killed. Even though they built the school. That sounds like that Saturday Night Live sketch where the the, the bad the bad uh, acting troupe does does that thing they dance around and then one of them goes, "There's a man chasing you in a hoodie." You get up to him and guess what? He's white. Then, yes, yes. <laughs> Just go back. But um, that song sounds like it belongs in the middle of the forest. It's got it. Oh, we middle. can play that. Try to draw him in. It would actually make them. <laughs> but uh, my boy was great and they, all kidding aside they were all one great these job, kids Max. are so talented they are so talented as they are I'm sure every time and yes it's very hard for us to be up here doing theater in this current political climate but now more than ever we artists cannot and will not be silenced so without further ado <laughs> please enjoy our show hmm. now more than ever we artists cannot and will not be silenced <laughs> Literally, what I went through last night. We opened on a very dark day for the world. <laughs> okay, Jews, let's go. <laughs> Mommy, do we have to? Yes, honey. That's the rules of the Holocaust. Okay, Mommy. And, Mommy, one more question. What year is it again? Honey, you know what year it is. It's. 2017. Surprise! <laughs> it is! It's the same thing! <laughs> you know, it's cute though, because these kids learn about, they're young, and so they're learning about atrocities for the first time. You know what I mean? It's like, they've, they've never known that, like, Things are unequal and things suck in the world. So right. they, they're all indignant about it. It's 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 kind of endearing. It's like <laughs> you live long enough, and you're like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Just yeah. I'm gonna pay my taxes. Leave well, me the I'm fuck alone. Nap yeah. uh, <laughs> great job, producer Dave. So yeah, I just live that. Um, but th this is everyone's favorite segment. The Ronnie Report. Ronnie, what's <laughs> in this week's Ronnie Report? Oh boy. So Tom DeLong, you know, people haven't been taking him seriously to the Stars Academy. And uh, they just announced, oh, this is the best, when Maddie gets to do it. All right, go. It's the Army. The Ronnie Report is really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, here's me doing Ronnie. <laughs> like a Lamaze class <laughs> yeah, for yeah, Sasquatch. Ugh. So Tom DeLong. So Tom DeLong. Uh, so they have an aerospace division director by the name of Steve Justice. Okay. Steve Justice was a is a thirty nine year veteran from Lockheed. Okay. And, Lockheed uh, Martin, yep. the huge, yep. And Skunk Works ran yep. the whole thing, spy planes, which was Area Fifty One. So he's in charge of of all that. But they're basically close to signing a uh, state of the art 
long-term technology agreement between the Army and uh, to the Stars Academy. And it's it looks like it's going to be, um, my guess is like along the lines of using these metals, these alloys that they've discovered, if these things are really strong or if they can somehow shapeshift. So these metals that they've posted picture of, or at least this one piece, yeah. they are saying is actual alien technology. Yes. And so my... I don't know. Nobody knows this, but my thought is that they're going to try to use this as some kind of armor on tanks, oh, on vehicles. I love it. So maybe this can conduct, you know, electricity or we don't know what these materials can really do. And this could really change the battlefield. I love it. So we'll see what happens there. But there's uh, that just kind of popped a couple of days ago. By the way, you just said battlefield like Christopher Walken. You're like the battlefield. The battlefield. <laughs> do a little. How would Christopher Walken do that story? Chris, oh, okay, let me do that. <laughs> so Tom DeLong from uh, To The Stars Academy has recently announced the U.S. Army and them are going to have some kind of deal. So we'll see what happens there. UFOs, aliens, and probing. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Chris. It was nice you could make it. Hey, walk in with walking. Um all right, thank you. That's a great... Uh, anything else in the Ronnie Report? I do. So while we were away last weekend, we had a we had a great weekend. We had a lot of yeah, crazy stuff happen yeah, to did. us. Yeah, we did. We're going to get into that in just seconds. Amazing. Well, so did my lovely wife, Amy, on Saturday night. She was at a friend's house. And remember we were talking uh, last episode, the, the previous episode, I talked about how people that see UFO sightings in this recent book by Cheryl Costa came out last year... Uh, People that go and have a cigarette yes. or they go for a dog walk, you know, yes. they're the ones that are seeing UFOs. Makes total sense. They're outside in a building. They're not doing anything. They're looking up. They're smoking they're, or they're walking. Their dog. Right. Makes total sense. So that was, Amy, wasn't that a, a Stephen King short story? I think it was called The Ten O'Clock People. And it was, oh, it was yeah, he called, I'm pretty sure I'll look it up. Wow. He, called it wow. the, he called it The Ten O'Clock People because the only people that could see the aliens, literally the only, in, in this story, amazing. they could see the aliens the people who went out for a smoke break at 10 o'clock. Holy yeah. son of a bitch. Wow. I have to look that I wonder up. if he read her study, maybe, and it gave him well, that this, idea. That was like this just came out a year oh, ago, so whoa. that's like wow. That could be fed information then. Whoa, that's incredible. Leaked. So, so Amy uh, was at a, a friend's house. They they live in a very wooded area in Lemonster, high elevation, woods everywhere, but there's no real light pollution. So she had an unbelievable look at the sky. She said the stars were like just insane. This is the night, I believe, of the harvest moon. Huh. Remember our, our guest, Steve uh, Scott Varden? Yes. Who talked about UFOs show up at these third yes. slack, you know, whatever. The, yeah, whatever the So this is kind moon. of what's kind of the setting, okay? Okay. She goes outside. She's on the, the back porch overlooking the backyard, goes in the woods and looking at the stars. She's solo. She's by herself. And she notices what we saw on Father's Day at your house, this white star-like object cruising and she said it's way up up like it was the size of the stars up in the sky but this thing was moving she's like it was in space like or right there so she says she starts watching this thing she knows right away she's like oh no way this isn't you know so i i interviewed her oh, great and we're gonna hear this now oh great all right so and i think it's important to remember that she's in Monsterland, pretty she like is. right she's looking over Monsterland, basically right. exactly okay Very here we point. go a uh, member of the Monsterland family truly yeah our beloved amy all right. All right. So I just got home from... Okay. 
I just got home from Salt Fork, Ohio. And what was it? Friday night? Saturday. Saturday night, my wife Amy had a UFO sighting. You're about to hear it right now. So, all right. So, I was coming back from dropping the girls off to the homecoming football game. Okay. At Lemonster High. Yep. At Doyle Field. Mm And. And uh, I was coming up the back stairs of our friend's house. There's a porch at the top. And I saw, a, I saw a light in the sky, very bright, but far, far, far away. And, but the rest of the sky was also very clear and all the stars were really, really bright. But this one was moving. So as I was coming up the stairs, I kind of looked at it and I was like, no. And so then I got to the top, the porch where the on the landing, and so it looked like a star. Mm-hmm. You said white, mm-hmm. and it looked high, high up, like it's in space. Yes, yeah. And now you saw it moving across faster than a satellite. Yes, and then and okay. not in a straight line either. Oh. It's so it started to zoom like it was quick. I was like, whoa, because at first I was like, oh maybe it so is what, a satellite. What do, you do left to right, or so it was like. Moving in a line. So say, I don't know, say north to south. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that way. So it was moving this way. But then it would stop, um, like kind of zig, like almost like it was looking around. It was very weird. Fast. Very fast. Faster than a plane could possibly move. No question. I mean, wow. and then came to a complete stop too. Whoa. Just, just, and I was like, okay. Satellites and I would don't just do that. Go, no. It was weird. It was like it was scoping out the, wow. the earth. Do you know what I mean? How long did that last for? Uh, for a while. I mean, it didn't go out of my sight. I could have stayed out there probably 10 more minutes because it was just... Gonna, so 10 minutes you watched this? Yeah, it was just because I was just hanging out. Holy God. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But it was it was pretty awesome. What time? Uh, so what time did I drop you guys off, Ish? 7. And this was... 6.30. This was back at our friend's house. Yes. Off that back porch. Right, where there's low... No, like, light pollution, so you can see really well. The sky was crystal clear. It was beautiful. Wow. So yeah. did, what stopped you? Did it go out of your sight, and that's when it ended, or you decided, I'm done watching this? Well, actually, our yeah. friend Tom was in the house, and um, <laughs> I wanted to see if I could find him so he could see it and someone else could validate it, but I couldn't find him when I went inside. So. Wow. That was it. That's crazy. <laughs> Everybody. So isn't that wild? So- oh my god. Now she mentions Tom. Yes. Is that the same Tom who's had it, UFOs and Bigfoot and orange orbs and orange anomalies in his property? Correct. Was not, it at not their at, property? Not at his house, but at Interesting, his... Interesting, though, but it's he's involved. Uh, yes, exactly. Holy he was there. Crap. He was there, but he was inside the house. What? He's got. We got to get him. So, yeah, we definitely do. Here's what, wow. what was amazing when she described it to me, and it was... I don't know if I captured it, but she said, as this was moving along, similar to our sighting where it's cruising... She said it would make this erratic movement, like it stopped and it went zoop, like over here. Jeez. Almost, she made like a triangle formation. Like Whoa. she said, it it looked like 
it was looking for something and it was almost like zipping so fast to one point and back. And, you know, I don't know if she saw the complete, like it's moving or it just reappears in these spots. You know what I mean? But she said it was moving erratically, like nothing she's ever seen before. It, it was a straight up UFO. It wasn't a, you know, crazy satellite, just unreal. I was like, wow. Well, thank you to Amy. <laughs> what a song, by the way. Great song. We play great songs on this podcast. We do. That's they come one of the good up, things they come we do. Up naturally. That, my friends, was another edition of The Ronnie Report. Okay, let's get into our interview. Uh, Ronnie, you could do a much better job of interviewing Russ than I can. Sure. Tell us a little bit about Russ, and then we'll play this interview. And then don't forget, Monsters, we're going to play this incredible sound of stuff that happened to us in the deep forest of Ohio. And all kidding aside, shit got real. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, Russ Acord is an amazing guy. You're going to hear from him next. Uh, he's a researcher. Uh, he's been doing this since the 70s. He's ex-military, so he has a lot of experience. He's a survivalist. He can be, you know, out there by himself. Just like me. For a month, a like me. You know. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> he I, well, I was an altar boy in the Archdiocese of Boston oh. in the 70s and 80s, so I think I qualify for veterans' benefits. You, you know, oh self-defense. Uh my, so, my priests were great. They understood that, you know, no means no. Yeah. I only had to tell them oh, once. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. I'm Catholic. <laughs> I can do that. So uh, he, he's the, uh, the host. He runs the International uh, Bigfoot Conference in Washington State. And he also um, manages Bob Gimlin. He works with Bob, but kind of handles a lot of his affairs. And uh, Bob's 88 years old, so he can't be really traveling, you know, on his own. Too much. And yeah. And uh, they, hard, they're great yeah. friends. As you know, as you, yes, as you saw I this witnessed. weekend. Yeah. So um, he is, um, yeah, he's just an amazing guy, but he's done a lot of research, and we're going to see him soon, and he's going to talk about that. Okay. In, in and I interview. think he drops uh, more of the bombshell that we dropped about your show, right? That's right. A little yeah. more information a little, a little about more that? Juice. Yes. Okay, here we go. The great Russ Acord. I've been dying to say this for quite some time, and I know Ronnie has. Uh, welcome to Monsterland, my friend. Oh, I am so honored, guys. I really am. This is awesome. I want to talk about you and your relationship with Mr. Gimlin, who we just interviewed, and um, how that how that relationship has changed your life. Oh wow! Actually, Bob had a need of someone to kind of carry him through the obstacle course of airports and negotiating, going to and from conferences, setting up table, carrying gear in, and everything else. And um, he's he's gotten around for quite a while. Um, I was asked to take on this task a few years ago um, when he needed to go down to the final episode of Finding Bigfoot. He and I went down. I drove him down. I live about 80 miles from his place in Washington. I drove him down to California. We did the episode and came back. On the way back, he said, I'd like to do more conferences but I'm having a hard time getting there to and from. And we got on a conversation about he had wanted to get a book done or a documentary, that sort of thing. I said, Bob, nobody has done a documentary on you yet. And he said, well, people have promised to do it, but nobody's actually stepped up to it. I get everybody wants to do it, you know, says they want to, yeah. but nobody actually steps in and does it. 
I work in the nuclear industry in the state of Washington. I requested four months off, and I took four months off of my job. I stuck Bob, that poor man, in front of a camera, not knowing what in the heck I was doing. (laughs) I'd set a camera in front of him and say, well, Bob, start talking. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about his time with Evil Knievel. We talked about Mm. his time in the sheriff's posse, his time as a Navy boxer. Uh, when he got in a car wreck and spent two full years in a hospital bed. Wow, I did not know that. died. Wow. Several times. A time. Yes. Wow. And not too many years ago, he got um, knocked off of his horse, broke his back. He drug himself into the back porch but couldn't get off the ground enough to open the doorknob in the oh car. Oh, my God. Or in, the, uh, in the back porch. His wife came home. And wanted to take him to the hospital. He said, no, I feel like I'm going to die. I want to die here at home. What? So she brought him into the house. She wrapped it. His neck had actually been damaged, broken. So she wrapped his neck in towels and laid him up on his lazy boy chair and waited. He couldn't eat anything, so she fed him soup. through the. This happened on Friday. It was over, uh, I think, Veterans Day or Labor Day weekend. It was one of those long weekends. Tuesday morning, she said, you're still alive. We're going to the hospital. Man. He stayed wrapped up, bundled up, getting through it. These are the kind of things that you're looking at this 88-year-old man that could probably throw all three of us around at the same time. He's still tough as nails. Oh, yeah. So getting to get all this stuff on an interview, I am the worst cameraman when I first met Bob. It was ridiculous. I think a third grader (laughs) could have done a much better job. But... The success of the film is the content. I've since, with a little light applause to myself, I have gotten much better. I've taken uh, I've taken a lot of classes and learned from one of the best video guys I've ever met in my life. Mm. And it's been a, it's been a great journey. But working with Bob, we got his documentary done in that four months. I had lost four months worth of work, so I literally got a loan on my Harley Davidson to get the editing finished. Got the editing done. Went back to work. Paid off the loan with my work money. I had to come up with another several thousand dollars to print a thousand DVDs. Mm. Got those printed, and away we went. To date, I have never taken a dime off those DVDs. Wow. It's because it's my journey with Bob right. Hamlin. Right. It's not worth, you know, whatever cost I put into this thing. It is just not worth going after any of that. It's mm. the experience I've gained. He has forced me to be a better filmmaker, a better person. And when they talk about celebrities, you know, meeting people and they're happy and they're on, you know, the yeah. quote unquote on. Yeah. He's never off. He's, I mean, he's always on. Always on. And I'm learning so much about him. And especially getting to hang out with you guys. Oh, I feel man. like I'm famous, so I have to act that. <laughs> meeting Bob and getting involved in his life and... I was already into the Bigfoot thing mm. long before I met Bob. I'd already written a couple books on Bigfoot. Right. And l- l- yeah. And you, so you've written two books. Correct. And talk to us about those books. What are you, the I Bitterroot series, right? I wrote them. <laughs> That's what, it. You want more than that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> I just uh, organized a bunch of these words, lined them out, and mm. they, it sounded good. So awesome. I printed them, and we're good. <laughs> I, I've always been a big Bigfoot fan. Yeah. Well, you've and been researching all, since the, the 70s, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it all started with the Patterson-Gimlin film. Mm. Watching this film, 
and knowing that there's supposed to be something out there that had not been discovered or more evidence than the Patterson-Gimlin film. Right. I thought, boy, if those two old guys can get something, I'm sure as heck going to get something. <laughs> In the 70s, I'm thinking this. So I wrote these couple books, and they were based on what I perceived a family to be like. To and so they're, like. they're fiction, right? They're, they are fiction. Okay. No, no, I really did get kidna- kidnapped by a tribe of Bigfoot. <laughs> this really happened to me. They are fiction. <laughs> did you catch the sarcasm on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A little bit. So it was, uh, I, w- I was raised in Montana in the Bitterroot Mountains of Montana, and I wrote the books to be precise about locations, mm-hmm. stores, roads, mountains, the names of mountains, and locations I had actually been. To me, the story feels very, very much alive and real. And I'm finishing up on my third book. The first Beautiful. book is Footprints of a Legend. Mm-hmm. Second one is Bigfoot and the Tripwire. And the third one is Bigfoot of the Bitterroots. It's a trilogy. And I'm finishing that third one. And that third one is going to, I think I'm going to have a riot when that third one finally oh, gets well. out there. So a lot of people don't know, too, that you run the International Bigfoot Conference in Washington. I do. When are you planning on what's the dates or the timeline that you're looking for the next conference? I don't have an exact date. I used to always go through Labor Day weekend. I'm going to push it back into late September or early October. This next one, the lineup that I have lined up, is going to be pretty fascinating. It's hard not to smile when I say it, but I've got some great people lined up for next year. It's going to knock their socks off. Awesome. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the show. I think we danced around it, but we hinted something's coming that's going to change everything for us. Uh, you know, not just Ronnie personally, but podcast. our relationship with the podcast itself. Um, we can announce Russ is part of this team yes. that what? we have alluded to. Yes, Russ. <laughs> I, you didn't even know that, did you? You don't uh-huh. even remember filming. There's a team aspect of it. It's not just Ronnie. And so this is the first time we've actually said that uh, Russ is, is part of this show, which is very exciting. I mean, we've all watched Finding Bigfoot. We've right. all watched... Um, uh, cryptid shows, mm. you know, uh, and we've seen the interviews. But one thing I've noticed about, and, and I, I will give credit, Finding Bigfoot brought a lot of awareness. Correct. Agreed. Awareness. Agreed. There's always that underlying, I wish we had something that showed more actual research, field research, boots on the ground. And I believe that this show absolutely delivers that. Wow. Well, I'm excited for both of you. It it took a while um, to kind of wrap your head around it, you know, because it was one of those things, and I know Ronnie feels the same way. Um, we research. We want answers, and we go and we dig in and we look for it. So getting an opportunity to for Travel Channel to take us seriously and put us out there and let us do actual, legitimate, down-to-earth research was great. The only thing that I have to say that I didn't, that I was not comfortable with, was getting fitted for spandex and putting the cape on. That was just really <laughs> weird. Those superhero outfits were just. <laughs> I was, still have a rash. Were you happy with your CGI avatar that they made? Were you happy with that? I was. Okay. I was buff. I'm telling you, the thing was just mean looking. Um, well, since we're at a, at a Bigfoot conference, and since we're doing a little squatching tonight, I think, um, and we've been telling tale uh ronnie and i were in the uh, log cabin last night in the middle of the woods we're all telling our stories do you have any incredible bigfoot encounters oh see now you guys are putting me on a hook be like a little tiny worm on a great big hook so i've had things happen but as as ronnie knows i am the 
toughest skeptic you'll ever come across. Wow. I mean, Bigfoot would literally have to come up and slap a hanky out of my hand before I really took it as legit. And I yet, mean, you've written three books. You're in a show. You're, they're fiction. It's amazing. <laughs> the show is real. The books are fiction. <laughs> but I want to drill down on that because, yep. and, and, because, yes, they're fiction, but for something that you're not convinced possibly might not exist, you, you've dedicated a lot of mental energy in your life into this being what is it about bigfoot that if that you would do that it's the um well mr curse of oak island it's the chase <laughs> it's the, it's actually it is it's the chase you know it's there you feel in your heart that it's there you've not actually put your hands on that treasure you've not actually seen or felt the texture of what lies beneath but you your gut tells you it's there i believe in the possibility now, I've had experiences where I've heard tree knocks. I've heard howls. But you know what? I've heard Ronnie howl, and it can... Oh, it's, it's chilling. It's, it is. It's fantastic. I've heard Bobo howl yeah. on Finding Bigfoot. I've heard many people do their howl. And it. the the problem is, I, as being the skeptic that I am, I think, okay, it would be like a dog trying to imitate a human voice and us being fooled by it. Oh, gosh, it sounds like a human outside. So I, I'm that guy. I need that evidence. Where do you, this is an amazing question to ask you, someone who literally works with him day to day, uh, where do you put Patterson-Gimlin film in your... Back in 1967, spandex was not invented. Which literally, that's something would have to stick to the skin well enough with the fur. When that thing turned and moved and walked, there was no rippling in this. If you want to call it a suit, this wasn't... Doesn't fit the narrative of a suit, especially during that time era. So, as a as a person who's not as a you're not a skeptic, but as a person who's skeptical, where do you compartmentalize that in your mind? Like this could be something, you know what I mean? Like it didn't obviously. In other words, watching the Patterson Gimlin film didn't all of a sudden you fully believe in Bigfoot. So, where do you kind of put it? Well. That makes sense. God, it's really hard not to make a comment like I got kicked in the skepticals one time, so I won't say that. <laughs> Good, thank you for not yeah, saying I, that. I just don't want to interject any humor here. <laughs> no, we're very serious. As, 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 as a sorry, no smiling. Yeah. As a skeptic, I look at that and it literally has me still on a fence uh-huh. because, and I love Bob Gimlin. Yeah. I, I love that man. I'll do anything for that man. Yeah. But if I were going to do something where I wanted the world to believe me, I would call Bob Gimlin and say, hey, I want you to come with me and do this stuff with me. And if that man witnesses it and you don't let him in on it, that man He's will, gonna, yeah, will gotcha. be your backup. He will gotcha. be. So I believe Bob. I believe what we see on film literally walked across that, that span. Yeah. What has me believing, leaning more towards belief than the maybe, maybe is the fact that there was no spandex. Mm-hmm. Number two. You and all the three of us could put on a, a Bigfoot costume and try to walk through a riverbed. You're going to have your head forward and you're going to try to look out the eye holes so you don't fall on your lips. Right. Number t- number three, you're going to walk across that cobblestone and look over your shoulder and not break stride. Right. Very convincing arguments. I was not there in 1967. We can only go by what we see on 16-millimeter film as steady as we can, but you can only derive so much detail from that film this is a day and age where 
people try to pull off a hoax and it's immediately recognized as, oh, that's BS. You can see the costume, you know, shaking around the ankles because it doesn't fit. You can see the guy leaning forward trying to see out the eye holes or around the wrists. It's baggy or the ripples. I mean, there's so many things you can use to break it down and they're not helping us. This kind of BS doesn't help researchers. I am a serious researcher. I would love nothing more than to go out and find something that looked exactly like Patty and show the world this is exactly true. This is precise. So this is, there's undisputed data. But everybody is, is still in the air. You know, where's it, where's it going to fall? But there's a lot of really talented hoaxers out there, too, yeah. and I cannot stand that. Unfortunately. Well, let me let me ask you this, and, and this is the million-dollar question. This is why I get paid the big bucks, Ronnie. As the ultimate show tease. Oh, here we go. For what you guys have worked on. Uh, let's put you, let's put one being these things don't exist, ten being they definitely exist. Let's put you at a five as we talk about it, right in the middle. Skeptical, not okay. sure, right? All right, I'm digging it. Yep. I'm After gonna... this first season of working on the super secret show with Ronnie LeBlanc, what number are you at? If you were five going into season one, where are you now? Oh, see, that's your... <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Hold on. Let me drop the mic. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, he dropped the mic on Ronnie. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> during the course of the show, we heard things that you can't explain. We saw things we couldn't explain that definitely defy logic. I want to know what I'm seeing. I'm not going to settle for one piece of single point evidence. I want more. So if I get um, an opportunity to run towards you and say, dude, I have evidence, you can bet your keister that it's a lot of something. And there's going to be something there. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have things that have me really questioning a lot of stuff. Thank you very much, Ronnie. You are welcome. Ronnie has a different philosophy. What do you say? One, One foot... Yeah, one foot in the physical realm and one foot in the spiritual realm. That's what the Native Americans talk about, Sasquatch. And right. I've kind of listened to that and looked at that, and I've seen encounters and stories that match up with that. And it's just something that, what is this if that is the case? Is this an animal? Is this a highly evolved spiritual being of some sort? Or is this something else altogether, like an alien or interdimensional, just based on some of these Stories and encounters that have been recorded over time. Right. Stories like that don't happen by accident. Right. Yes. The one thing I have to give you credit for is when we started this show together and we met and we started working together, I had this thought of, you know, I'm going to show this guy that if it's real, <laughs> it's real. And he's he's got – got to square this guy away. <laughs> Today, my attitude is – I hate this guy. He made me face some things I didn't want to face. <laughs> oh, my God. You, I've, I've tracked and looked my entire life since the 70s, and we're 2019 now. Mm. And I have just as much evidence as you do. We're both coming at it from a different direction. Right. So I could be the guy that's been wrong for more years than you because – it's funny because you have people that say, well, I've been doing this for so many years. And then you have the kid that walks up beside you and stand out of your elbow. Yeah, I've been doing it for six months. We both have the same evidence. Right. What do you got, old man? <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I got nothing. So the approach, we might be looking in the wrong arenas. 
Mm. You know, it could be, and that's what you opened my eyes to. You you actually told me, Russ, you, you just got to... You got to face it, man. You can't explain that one, can you? And I, you know, I, I want to call you a lot of mean names and tell you to shut up. But you you're still right. do. You're you at, still I, do. Oh yeah, I do. But I won't do it on <laughs> on, on air, jerk. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Nobody does that. But it's you did. You you've taught me a lot, and I. It's funny because I'll see something or hear something in the woods, or I'll see something that you would consider gifting, and I'm thinking, damn it, Ronnie, you're, in, you're up in my head right now. <laughs> What I do with this, I'm going to keep walking. That's what I'm going to do. Oh my god! Walk right past it. But we had a lot of fun. And we had it was a blast. A, it was an experience. It wasn't just the thing is 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 the show will take you on a journey. It will take you through places you've never dreamed of going through. You will face things in the show that will very thought provoking. Yeah, and very sure. intellectual and very. Um, uh, it was just an amazing journey. So we actually got to experience something together in the research world that you can't compare to anything. Right. It was an amazing experience and it was like, it was really life changing for me Yeah. and I can't wait to, to talk about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially when, when it comes out and having you on again and having the other members on that we can talk yeah. a little bit further about stuff. You do like a live watch party podcast and have these guys via Skype or something. Yeah. David could set something like that up. You know what? Comments I'm gonna, from I'm the gonna, fans. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'll tell you right now what I'm going to be saying. Oh, I can't believe they showed me that. <laughs> oh, I look so fat. <laughs> look how slow I, I am. I don't think so. I, I look like a turtle. So. Listen to me heaving and gasping for <laughs> air. Well, uh, Russ, thank you so much. And thank you for access, by the way, to this conference and to Bob. Um, it really was huge for us, and we really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it. You guys, this was a gift. Love it. Uh, another f***ing pickup. God damn. Oh, shit. We're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. Howdy, folks. This is Bob Gimlin. You're listening to the Monsterland broadcast. Hope you're listening with both ears. Thank you, Russ. Uh, coming up now is the incredible sound. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at AIDC, Auburn Industrial Development Corporation. You can go to AIDC.com if you are in the New England area. They are your New England leader in industrial and commercial real estate. They are centrally located. They've got over 500,000 square feet, newly renovated buildings, high-end buildings, featuring concrete tilt slab construction, high bay, heavy-powered, and sprinkled facilities, Unbelievably well-maintained. They develop the land for you. If you need office space or storage space, get to AIDC.com or you can call 978-365-4585. Tell them that Ronnie and Maddie sent you and they will work out a special deal with you, a special monster land deal. Now, we know it's a niche audience that needs large commercial real estate, but we know you're out there because a lot of those type of people drive trucks or they drive equipment and their company might need something and we've already heard from some people through AIDC that have contacted them Fantastic. from this website awesome. dude over this this podcast so again our friends we want to thank them so much for jumping on board as a sponsor thank you. it helps us AIDC Auburn Industrial Development Corporation and if you would like to get a piece of some of the tens and tens of thousands of worldwide audience that we now have on this podcast and you would like to be an advertiser a sponsor David, how do they do that? I don't know. 
Uh, All right, we move on. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, for information about advertising on Monsterland, go to pod617.com or email me directly, producer David Yaz, david at pod617.com. All right, let's cut the BS and get into this sound. So, as you know, Ronnie and I drove some 11 hours to the deep woods of north central Ohio. And we did such to attend a conference about monsters and Bigfoot and fun things like that and to interview Bob Gimlin. We went out squatching at night and we have the beginning clips of what we experienced during this Creature Weekend 2019. Um, So first, let's set the stage. It starts off, of course, fun. Ronnie and I get in the car. What's the name of your SUV? Sheila. Sheila. Sheila's good. We get into Sheila and we hit the road. We know we've got 11 hours ahead of us. We left kind of late because you had a speaking engagement, actually. That right. Night. Yep. And so we decided we're going to drive as long as we can until we get tired and we'll get a motel somewhere in the list. So first of all, we pull over in this motel and it's like <laughs> a former Super 8. It's like in, yes. in East It was Bum, a Motel 6. That's central Pennsylvania, <laughs> like wicked depressing. But it had changed ownership. So they still had like the... The sign. Super 8 signage, but it was like a new... So I get up, and it's like creepy. It was a classic like, bait and switch, right? Like, it hey, was. Mo- Motel 6. And you so go I walk up, up, I walk up <laughs> there was a sign that goes out. We're no longer Motel 6, <laughs> but uh, call this number no matter what time of day, and we'll get you your room. I'm like, all right. And then literally out of central casting, a cowboy shows up, remember? Yeah. He pulls up in a... In a David, he's got, he's got literally horses in the back of his thing, and he pulls up, and he's like... Get in a room. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm in planes, trains, and automobiles. This yeah, is it's like, like flying somewhere. I, yeah, I expected yeah. his wife to come out lugging the luggage and go, she's skinny, but she's strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I'm having this weird conversation with this guy, and uh, he bummed a cigarette off me because I had brought a prop cigarette right. for a bit we did. Right. Uh, oh, actually, we should play those. Oh, uh, we should. Uh, so um, <clears throat> just to set the stage, so we finally, now that place doesn't answer my call. Not even close. They're just like, no, it's just ringing, and it immediately goes to some weird, like, fax noise machine. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> and there's people sleeping there. I can tell. It's like 2 in the morning now. We're yeah. exhausted. We need sleep. So I said, listen, we're going to drive. Well, first we missed the exit to loop back to another Oh, yeah, place. and that was all whack. So now it's like 2.40. And we finally see this motel. We pull over, and it is literally the motel from hell. <laughs> um, I will just say this without without us casting any aspersions. Uh I walked into the office. I was in there for whatever. I paid cash. I'm like, I'm not giving this guy my credit card. <laughs> Just think of the worst motel you could think of. <laughs> and uh, I give the guy cash. And I walk out and Ronnie goes, I get in the car and he goes, I can smell you. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled like the office. Yes, th- that the guy was like, in. I like maintained. You, I was in there for what? A two minutes, dude. It was like you had a dark passenger on your back. <gasps> oh like, it, and I was like, "Whoa, what the hell? What are you? What is that?" Uh, so here's the first of our little uh, road bits we did. Uh, well, this is me and Ronnie on the road uh, in the car. Enjoy. We post. All right, we are on the road, some six or seven hours into Creature Ooh. Weekend. Going to find Bigfoot, going to interview Bob Gimlin. Uh, Ronnie, hit some road music, baby. Uh-oh. Oh, this just happened to be on, huh? Right. <laughs> Leave it if you want. I don't care. It's fine with me. I don't mind it. Meet me halfway across the sky. Over the top, baby. Oh, <laughs> 
So I love I love how Ronnie committed to the bit he by wipe, wiping a tear away. I did. Yes, yeah. And then he was doing the over the top. Like remember Sly had that <laughs> he had the thing built in his truck with weights. I was so he could practice as he drove. That's with, what I was doing. Going over the top. Uh, <laughs> so that was our little tribute on the way there. And we'll play the one we did on the way back uh, after because that'd be perfect timing. But um, so we get to the motel. Here's a little sound from the motel because we started hearing some weird noises. Um, the alarm clock next to me in the morning. So remember, we only slept from like two, probably three by the time we got to sleep, right? Yeah. And it's a loud, it's a motel right on the highway. It's right. shitty, it's thin walls. I think I rolled over on a, a hypodermic needle several times in my bed. <laughs> <sighs> oh, look, blood splatter on the bathroom wall. Awesome. Um, but we, we, you know, it was loud, so we're tired. And you can hear it yeah. in our voices. But uh, I start asking for EVPs because I go, what the hell? You know, we're here. It seems to be, there's definitely... Guarantee there's death in that room. Oh, <laughs> like no someone question. died in that room at some point, yeah. just by law of averages. And um, my my alarm clock starts making a weird noise, and I go, "That's weird. Maybe it's interference with my phone." So I shut my phone on airplane mode, mm-hmm. and still it was going. I go, "Wow, that's weird." Like picking up something, almost like you know those voice box things yeah. we talked about. Spirit box, yeah. Spirit box. Excuse me. So uh, I turn my phone back on and I, I hit memo record and I ask for an EVP. And uh, I'm just going to not say anything. I'll let you determine what noise you hear from a, from a horrible spirit. Is there anyone in this room? I don't care now because we're out of here. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I think that spirit might have left a mark, if you know what I'm saying. All right. We are on our way to... Cambridge, Ohio. I didn't even know where I was. Thank you. Creed to you huge big foot You know the drill. We'll stay in touch. Uh, things have gotten ridiculous already. So we might have to play That's that right. back we a few times. Well, I have it hotel. Okay, you do. I have it looped, David, in clip three. Creepiest thing ever. We'll tell the whole saga. All right. So play clip three, and you can see if you can determine what uh, ghastly noise was coming from the bed next to me. I don't care now because we're out of here. I don't care now because we're out of here. Out of here. Out of here. Out of here. <laughs> that was my partner, everybody. Hey, and there was, <laughs> there was a much better one before that. There wasn't. I missed it. You he did, did it twice, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Um Okay, so this is us uh, in the car again. Uh, as we remember, we we're a little loopy because it's an eleven-hour drive. So this is us. We just happened to look down at the phone and notice in our Waze app that we were within one hour, and we got so excited, completely excited. All right, monsters! After some eleven hours and change of driving, a night at a haunted, horrible motel. <laughs> for the first time, we see on our GPS here that we are there's a one in terms of hours left we're one hour outside we're getting close our destination so uh, Ronnie as we approach one hour here after this mega drive um, we had a blast of course laughing like crazy stopped and got some food um, stayed at death death motel (laughs) but uh, we're one hour out now and we just were listening to a podcast yeah, featuring West. Bob Gimlin. With, Sasquatch Chronicles, great yes, podcast. Yes, amazing. Um, in preparation for our interview with 
uh, Bob Gimlin. Uh, thoughts as we're one hour outside this festival. Your th- expectations, hopes, fears. Uh, how are you feeling? I- I'm excited to uh, to see Bob and see some of these other guys and Russ and Wes. And uh, what's really special is Bob's birthday today. So it's even cooler that we're going to this Bigfoot conference, Creature Weekend, uh, and then we get to hang out with Bob, going out to dinner with him afterwards, and on his birthday. So it's pretty special. Amazing. And just to be on the road with you, brother. This is this is the first of many. Hey, man. We travel well together, don't we? we yeah. You know, you travel. It's funny. You 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 travel with people, and it's it's a it's a valid concern. You some people, you know, I got friends who we just don't travel well together. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like mm. we're best of friends, but we don't right. travel well together because we got our little. Everyone has their little beats. Yeah. You know, their little idiosyncrasies. This their gate, how they how they travel. You right. know, and. You and I have a flow that is exactly as I would say. Being with you for the last twelve hours, thirteen hours, um, we have a flow like we are blades of grass, man. Yeah, in we, sync. Yes. Yeah. And we, we nothing bothers us. We right. just have that attitude, like, all right, roll with it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I want to eat here. Oh, right, yeah, great. I'll pay for this one. You pay for that. We want to move it. Yeah, I'll get. I'll get that. I'll bring that bag. Like it's just a flow. You there's know. No, and like, there's no. Is this good? Oh fuck! And, and and you don't know that until you travel with someone. So I right. think that's a huge part of what's happened here. Because as Monsterland continues to grow, these opportunities are going to be more and more happening. Exponential. So, There'll be more conferences, more yeah, different man. events for us yeah. to attend. Yeah. So good to know that uh, we travel well together. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I was just thinking. Yeah. We're going to interview the legendary room. Bob Gimlin, yes. who was part of the Patterson <laughs> Gimlin film. We yes. Did. Twice. I've been thinking of different questions. What's what's the first question that you're gonna throw at him? Wow, you know, I was thinking of maybe having him re, kind of just set the scene once again. Although he's told the story a million times, I don't know. I, I know this. Here's, a, you know, what I'm gonna ask him. Well, I'm, I'm gonna design all my questions, every single one of them, in a way that he has to say the word crick. <laughs> in every answer. <laughs> so how close was this by this? There was a body of water that was near this what, site. Where were you standing? <laughs> and where was Patty in relation to that body of water? <laughs> or some might call a... Ah, uh, yeah. A new drinking game. Every time he Bob Gimlin says Grick, we gotta... We gotta go, <laughs> Grick, we gotta drink. <laughs> Alright, this is getting out of control. And uh, part two, Monsters, you can play that drinking game because, you uh, can. spoiler alert, he says Greg about 50 times. <laughs> uh, so I played that for you. You might think, oh, that was kind of just masturbatory. Mm-hmm. You know, you're riding and crit- uh, two points. I think it's an important note to how people travel together. I think that's right. a, a, a funny, interesting thing. Uh, but secondly, I wanted you to get an idea of how light and happy we were to be arriving there and the general vibe because it was wonderful and fun. It was a lot of fun. Well... It quickly changed. It escalated quickly. We got to the conference. Everything was fine. And that part of that it was love. It escalated lovely. quickly. It does escalate <laughs> quickly. Uh, we started, when we went out into the woods, <clears throat> I'll just skip to that. I'm not going to play any conference sound because you could hear that anywhere. We, we interviewed some people there, and there's some interesting stories. And <clears throat> uh, maybe we'll release some of that audio in a special bonus episode at some point. That's a great idea. Us just talking to people at the conference. I got a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, you could hear that anywhere. Yeah. Things quickly changed at night in that forest, and it's stuff that I can't explain. I'm going to let the clips do the talking, and then we can talk about them afterwards. We've got a few here. Uh, number five, David, this is the first time we see a light. We started getting weird light anomalies in the forest. This was first seen by Dr. 
Rebecca Foster. Dr. Rebecca Foster, who we were, we were with, among others. But at this point, it was just you, me, and Dr. Foster. She thought she saw something, so we made our way to the woods, and, and here we go. No, that, it, is, it was it reflective. Now. Yeah, it, oh, was it that, just went again. It, it just went again. Oh, the, what do you mean? The little dot, it's like actually it's dimming. Just, yeah, and it went, and now it's back. Why? Why is it doing that? It's not a Does it look like a perfect circle? It looks like two eyes. I swear to God, I'm they, I know I'm, I'm being, but it looks like two There's eyes. And they're red. They're red. Guys. What? They're turning red. That is moving underneath it, too. They're reddish. Like, they keep turning, changing colors. Dr. Foster, you're saying that this is where we need to be because there's no people, and like a minute later, you pick up on that. Yeah. Are we? Are you getting anything from that, do you think, doctor? I, like, in I terms just of... feel like this is the kind of that they pull when mm. you're focused and then they come on your flanks. <laughs> it's mm. turning red in my vision. It really? looks like White and then red. It does. It looks like eyes. I know I wave too. I'm telling you there's something in that tree. Give too. us a scream. Give us a scream. Come on. It, and it's in a perfect little like Niche. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it has visuals. Yes, and it's got a little V. It's sitting in a little V opening. Look at it. It just got brighter. Yeah. Uh huh. It is. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's not uh-huh. like it's a deer. No. Is no. I'm going to go down. This is crazy. No. You might lose your yeah, point. now yeah. I'm losing it. Up. Yeah. Oh. Move around, okay. buddy. Ooh. It's kind of moving. I'm yeah. You. Isn't that wicked? I mean, Are up we in the break in the trees, it's, it's different. But that, Correct, right. See, it's moving. Did you see okay. that? Yep, yep, it's yep. It's moving. Excuse yep. my French. It's moving. It definitely moved. It went down. It was it was up in the top corner, and, and then yes, it went, and, and then I was moving. like, where'd it go? And then it was down. I mean, do could a bird's eyes do that? I don't know, but that's a bright... It was reflective. I'm telling you, it was like... And there's no, there's no sun, there's no sun for anything to reflect off or light source. But see the white dot that is right below it? Yes. That keeps moving and... Yes. See, it just moved. Yeah, uh uh-huh. What is that? I don't know. It's not a bald eagle, is it? It's not like it's a head that we're seeing? No, it's just two little, it's like a little light or two. Oh my God, dude. It definitely seems bright. It's bright. Yeah, see, okay, so there's holes in the tree that you can see the sky. And it looks different. It does. It's, that it's one's like shiny. A, oh, see, it's sparkling. It is. See? I'm t- it's sparkling. It's like reddish. It keeps going from white to reddish. Unless that's... So, there's a lot going on there, but basically, she had just said that she knew of situations where Bigfoot would be in trees. Right. Up in trees. And, and we're right near the cabins, right, right. by the body of right. water. And yes. then across is these the tree line that we can see. Yes. And there's an opening. And you noticed it right away. Yes. And then she came over and then boom. Yes. So we're looking up because she goes, oh, they'll sit and watch you. We're like, what? And also yeah. we see in a little gap in the trees, there's a perfect little triangle hole. Like you, yeah. It looked like two eyes looking at us. And they were shiny and they were moving. And so, and they moved in unison. We start. Sorry, that was my phone. So we started seeing. Um, we started seeing. Uh, we're trying to. You can hear in that clip. We're trying to suss out what it could not be. We're trying we're, to eliminate. We're things. trying to debunk. To bunk it. Thank you. you. Know, if, if this is, is it a white bird, two birds? Right. What is this? Is thing? it an animal? Uh, is it just reflectors on the tree? Possibly. Well, wasn't reflectors on a tree because it moved. Right. Um, it. There were also holes in the trees where you could see the sky. So we're like, maybe we're seeing through Correct. to the sky. 
But no, because it was on the tree. We actually right. looked the next morning, too. It was a tree we were looking at. It, yeah, and they're right. The trees are right behind these lights. So it literally looked like something was sitting in the tree watching us. You want a question from a third-party outsider? Please. Yes, please. One probably minor point, but at one point, Ronnie, you said, careful, Maddie, you're going to lose something. Correct. What was his that? Vantage, well, his vantage yeah, point. Yeah, I started walking point. down okay. the hill towards it, and, and then other trees blocked me. Because okay. so I, I started no to do it, too. It. I, I was like, I'm trying to get a better look at this. So I started yeah. to walk down the hill from where we're seeing, and and then I lost it. So I went back up, to and Maddie that, was trying to do the same thing. I said, no, you're right. going to lose your vision of it. Come so back up. So picture this. You're standing on the little ledge, and you're looking at this hole that's across the lake from you. Mm. If you start walking down, you, you can't, can't see, see the hole anymore. anymore. You're blocked by trees. So we had to stay right where we were to see the hole. Right. Which is unbelievable, because if something was watching us from over there, it would have to stay there, too, to see us. It was literally like a direct... Like A to B line yeah, from us. where we were to where this was that if you were anywhere else, you probably wouldn't notice mm-hmm. it. But the fact it was almost like waiting for us. And um, what, would it have been impossible for you to go to where this thing was? was yes. uh, Unless we had a that? kayak it, to oh, go across. Oh, there was a creek in between. A creek. A big. A, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's better, it's a, It was a big. Right. Li- it's a big, pretty beast, uh, big lake. Right there, and is it? Uh, would it have been possible to take pictures, or just too dark? I, I did, know. and it doesn't come out. Uh, well, come out. Uh, they're not bad well, when I'll you zoom in. Yeah, yes. I'll post it, and we'll see what you guys think. Yeah, but, um, that'd be great. It didn't do it justice, as no. is always the case no. in these things. From so far away with an iPhone, it just. It I, just I really wish I had uh, binoculars like at that point, oh just to God. kind of like, oh my frick. So whatever you think about that, fine. But it was the first kind of light anomaly we had, yeah. which basically continued to play and stalk with us until it got yeah. to a point that it just becomes ridiculous, right. which you'll hear in a second. Uh, so this next part is later in the night, we went back to the conference, did some stuff. Now, this was me, Ronnie, again, Dr. Rebecca, and a fellow named Jeff Byer. Who, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Byers is a creature replica. He's very well known in the Bigfoot community. People know his, his Bigfoot figures and stuff, but he's a researcher and he's had amazing experiences. He told stories around oh the campfire my God. in well in the cabin um, late at night. We're, you know, cracking some beers and just telling stories. He told the most compelling Bigfoot story I've ever uh, heard, including our friends that, you know, the one I love. Yes. This is my favorite about his son. Oh and God. we're going to have him on to tell. His son was a non-believer, outdoorsman, you know, twenty-year-old kid, mm-hmm. total non-believer, goes with his dad on a on a squatch hunt and has his life changed. I mean, and flipped. The way he describes his son reaction is so compelling to me. You um, could relate to it too. No. Yeah, yeah. Because I went through the same thing, but yeah. with a with a full body operation, I had that same. The way he described the fear in his son, I go, I did that. I did the actual physical move that right. the son did. I just went like this and just it was it's shock down, is what yeah. it is. You're going into shock. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have him come on and tell that story. But so it's it's Jeff Byers. Dr. Rebecca, Ronnie, and I. And what was happening was we were actually getting into a car to go down to an access road to go further into the forest. And all of a sudden, I notice, where's Dr. Rebecca? She was supposed to be in the back seat. She saw something and just like got out as I was starting to pull away and starts running to the tree line deeper into the woods down this access road saying she saw something. So what you're going to hear is uh, we've already followed her at this point. I finally fumbled for my phone and hit record. And these guys are thinking they're seeing something and feeling something, it is dark. We're, again, down an access road, but into the woods, into the deep Ohio woods. And then Dr. Rebecca does something, and, well, you'll hear my reaction. Okay, new incident. Dr. Rebecca thought she saw something in the woods, so we're chasing it. Hold on.
So she heard some kind of growl. Yeah. Why is a duck f***ing quacking at 12 o'clock at night? It might not be a duck. That's what I'm saying. It's making the sound of a duck. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. I'm thinking. What was that? I heard a wee over here. It's moving. It was over here. Don't you moving. Jeff Byers, Dr. Rebecca Ronnie and myself. We're going closer in the forest. Oh, Jesus. I can't describe to you this forest right now. What? You got something? You got something? What? Ronnie's got eyes. Something in there. I just saw I, I shine. I'm telling you, there's something. I'm right just gonna throw something in. The tree line is so horrifyingly dark. Like when you look into this forest, it's so dark. And if people are inventing this stuff, you can see why. Because you look in there, and it's just like it looks like hell, doesn't it? At night. Oh, oh, all right. That was odd. It's moving. You heard that, right? I did. Something moved. I wanna go. Fuck. So we should clarify it's something really quick. Well, I, well, all right, I'll get to that. All right. All right. I'll get to that. But okay, hold yeah. on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Maddie rant. <laughs> like a spoiled, petulant child. It's time for another Maddie rant. When you're <laughs> squatching with people or doing anything in a graveyard or deep in the woods, mm-hmm. and you're going to do something like, oh, say, play a creepy prayer by an Indian, fucking tell the people <laughs> that you're with that you're about to do that. It was a beautiful prayer. That sca- I have it on loop, David. Uh, again, number uh, number seven. So, you, so what you just heard there was Ronnie saw eyes again. We started hearing shit, and fe- and Jeff was saying, "I'm feeling it. We're getting tracked." He believed we were getting tracked mm-hmm. by Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So the forest got wicked still, which l- is what they say happens. And let me explain something. Doctor Rebecca Foster is a clairvoyant. She's a psychic medium. She can see, and you experienced this, we could talk yes. about it after, is she can see spirits, but she can pick up on energies. Yes. And what I was kind of like sticking with her because she was picking up on things when I was starting to feel things too. Yes. And I was trying to kind of almost like, uh, you know, double check it in a way right. where I was like, okay, because I'm feeling this too. But she was getting something like, 
And that's what we're doing. Yeah. We say, hey, are you picking anything up, Doc? Or do you feel something, Doc? I'll say right. that. that. That's what we meant. Like, is exactly. something, are you sensing someone or so a presence? Just want to clarify that. Yeah. Getting a message. Um, but so then in the midst of that, I'm standing there and it's pitch black. Pitch and, black. And, and so I could only see what you were doing if I went right up on you, like if you were two feet away from me, I couldn't tell what you're doing. So, and, and we were, I guess we started separating because Jeff's like, we got to separate to get vulnerable. So we're staring at the tree line and, like, and, and we're, we're down a certain side. I move up to the right, maybe a hundred, 150 feet or so, because she's like, there's something tracking us right. walking along. So I started to go up a little bit and that's when I saw eyes or lights of some kind that were reddish and we'll talk about so dear monster believe what you want about this stuff but put yourself in my shoes you're in the deep woods it's pitch black the people you're with who you trust and love are telling you we're getting tracked by something i see red eyes and all of a sudden unannounced from behind you you hear this fuck 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 it's, it couldn't have started in a more creepy part, though. Like, oh, my God, an old Indian man starts talking behind me. So that was terrifying. Um, I have one thing to add. Yes, please. Yes. I realized the drama was thick in the air in the woods that night, but yes. shame on neither of you for after the exchange when it's like, it sounds like a duck. It's a duck quacking. It might not be a duck. No one said, well, if it quacks like a duck. No one said that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, well and, and what I was referencing is that Sasquatch has been known to mimic all types of animals, all types of birds, including ducks. Well, see, that's another thing. Every time you did a throw or every time we did anything to provoke it, we got that weird chirping sound. Yeah, too, you hear that yes. high whistle. It's almost like a whistling sound, and that's another thing they do, And too. I didn't even bring that up. That's another thing you could look at. Sure, probably crickets, whatever, but I don't know. It was weird. We're it was getting reactions. Yeah, we yeah. Were, stuff was happening as we yeah. were. Okay. So here's where it gets really real. Um, and this is something that I, I don't say lightly, um, and I don't claim to know what this stuff is. I, I don't know. But it, it you know... What started out as we're seeing light, weird light anomalies that could somehow be explained turned into, in my estimation, uh, a straight up, what we have described in this podcast a million times, a straight up orb experience. And yeah, sure. what, what looked like little hunter lights or, or little red dots that you, by the way, we went back there. It was deep forest. It if, was. If anyone, where we saw these lights, David, if anyone had been walking, no question you would have heard exactly like you would just had to have so you've got these mysterious red lights and i'm, I'm not gonna tell you i'll let the sound speak for itself right, and we can talk yeah but you'll hear Do you guys have flat you kept talking about how dark it was no powerful flash we just had no. phones and really? we, but but they were shutting them they were saying let's shut them off keep it yeah keep it dark let our eyes adjust no lights and, and to provoke them like we want them to know we're here and then jeff byers had all these ways like you know, um, well, they're sending out two trackers, so we got to get high and low. Right. We got to separate. He's been in this. He, yeah, he's he been in this experience to... before, where he's been like we we were literally surrounded by two to three Sasquatch that we couldn't see. You know, like right, possibly, but, but I can't. I, you know, I, I can't say that. But but I did see a couple of things after we can talk about. Oh, okay, because. I okay. saw something run across. I think we get. I think yes, we have that. We'll sound. talk about that. Yes, so. we have that sound. twice. So, 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 but all I can tell you is that I had a bad feeling, and I can, I don't know. These guys believe we're being tracked by Sasquatch. You, I can't you, say you that. felt the energy, didn't Correct, you? Correct, hundred percent. Like felt the it energy. was. It wasn't like oh, there's nothing going on. You, but that like, could that could be scientifically explained. It, you know, you could. could say I picked up on your energy, whatever. It could, yeah, sure. But what sure. I cannot explain, and if you're a scientist and you can tell me what this is, I will gladly listen. But I'm just telling you. 
we had small red lights turn into straight-up orb. And if you don't believe me, listen to the interplay between us because it's all happening live time. We're all reacting in the same exact way at the same exact time. And um, I can just tell you what I experienced, and, and that was this. And do is the agreement. Do. So That's after. one. He's got eyes. Ronnie's got red eyes. No. Ronnie's got red eyes. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> you hear her laughing at me. Just go like this with your. I don't know if it's a car, but just move your head back and forth right in the center. Right over here. I'm seeing two. I got it. I just had it for a second. Right oh, here. Oh, I just got it. I Get got right it. in my side. I got it. I got it. I got it. Get right here, Jen. See it? It disappears quick, though. Right. There it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. it? Yeah. Now, this could be somebody in there, but I don't think so. Where the hell did they get from there? Okay. How did they get there? This is all freaking major trees. The only thing that's over is that golf course. I'm seeing a that's it. Could be a yeah. tower. Could it be a tower light? No, like no, we're going down. That doesn't look like any of the eye shine that I've seen. Oh Jesus! You yeah. It? Yep. Oh, it's a red light. That's somebody with a. That's a human with a headlight on. Exactly. It could be something just. But they would have said, "Hey guys, hold on, hold on." It, it's it's right. I can see it right there from here. I can see oh, it. Right yeah. And it keeps moving though. Yeah. So it's it's. it's yeah, it's moving. It's a headlamp or something. Jeff, have you seen the red glow of, of their eyes? Yeah, like, it, it, doesn't it doesn't look like that. Right, okay, that's that's not natural, in other words. Can you pause it, Dave, without having to go to the beginning? So you can hear me trying to debunk. Yes. And you can hear me trying to comfort myself, basically, yeah, like exactly. a child. That's I'm what like, you do. Yeah. So it's a headlamp, right, guys? Right. It's a headlamp. But I know in my mind, I'm like, there's no human down there that wouldn't be making noise right and now. And that was my initial thing where I was Because it was moving. Like, right. I, I saw this, this red circle light that was in the woods, and it was at a good height. Yes, and it was moving around. So yes. I was like, okay, this is a this is a dude with a with a red lamp headlamp on, headlamp on his head. But we <laughs> we were you know we started more is coming yes. more is coming and 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 even that Ronnie doesn't make sense at a certain point. Right, even if it had just stayed the red light at that level, because we would have heard whoever like exactly it yeah. wasn't that far from us. And this is the type of woods if you stuck your arms in it, you would not be able to see your hand. No. Right, right. It's thick. I, I mean, I quickly was like, "All right, this isn't a headlamp. This this dude would have been like, yeah, stop, hey guys, right. don't, you know, right. He doesn't know we have guns or what, right, you know? right, right. And 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 we would have heard him as I said. And by the way, she says, "Oh, there's the golf course. The golf course is like a 15 minute drive. Yes, on the other side of the woods. So it wasn't anyone on the golf course. We were. Right. It was right there through the trees, kind of floating in our eye line. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. Guys, it's blinking. It's moving. And it's moving. And it's I'm getting the chills. It's moving. It's moving. I'm getting the chills. It's freaking moving and it's blinking. Guys, we gotta go down this path. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. What is going on? What is going on? That's an orb. That can't be a person. I'm just saying right here. It's it's orange, guys. It is. It's turning orange. It's moving in orange. What is it doing? It's, it just jumped from down to us. What is that? That is too Hello. consistent. 
My Can you come God. Closer? Can you come closer? Show us what you oh are. Oh my God, did you see that it jumped from up to down? Show us what you are. Wow, that thing is awesome. Wow, it's that weird. It's right that. It is, it's getting closer. It's not people, right? That's not people. Yeah, yeah. We would hear you you can hear us almost turn into like it's almost like prayerful we start like show us show us yes. you know what i mean and i started thinking about Medjugorian things like that and i started getting freaked out as a christian i'm like what I, am i seeing what I, am i seeing i didn't feel um you know evil any kind of no, evil energy no, but it either. was just i was it was exciting because you hear me go this is awesome you start going talk come closer yeah. can you come closer you're like talking and it's like <laughs> but it, it literally turned from me if you hear it once once it started changing and getting bigger and orange yeah. You hear me go like it's a god headline. And got it's a orange. God. And then I'm like, show us what you are. Show us what you are. <laughs> you know, it's really compelling. It's like I can't, I can't because you're you know that you're that like away. this close to something that people we don't know never what it get. Is. Yeah, right. we don't know, but people right. never get to see. And this thing is yes. actually interacting with us. Yes. It feels it's analogous to it's even more exciting, but it's analogous to like you go to Disney. And you have like five crappy days with the kids and everything's hard and you're working your ass off. But then you ride that one ride, uh, Splash Mountain, let's say, and everybody's just high-fiving. You walk off and you go and you look at your wife and you go, that was worth the trip. That was worth the flight. It was worth right. the money. You know, I looked at my son. We high-fived. Whatever it may be, that in that moment, I was like, this is where I would drive 24 straight hours for this. I would drive oh my 100 God. hours yeah, for this moment. For like, sure. that's what you pray for. Like, that's what you want if you experience right. these things. Um and Ronnie ruins it right here with clip number 10. <laughs> we have an orb floating in the forest. Uh, oh, it's red and then turned orange. It's gotten bigger and smaller, and it's... What the f***? Is that Ronnie? Yeah. <laughs> Holy <shit. laughs> I just get the That was good. He didn't sound human. He Maddie ran number human. two. So if you have a podcast partner that you do a podcast with. And you're oh, boy. Better get that 30-second fast-forward button ready. It's time for another Maddie rant. If you do a podcast with someone, you happen to be in the deep woods in Ohio. You know what happens all the time. And you see a light anomaly, possibly an angel, an orb, or perhaps a killer Bigfoot. Don't bark like a dog man behind your partner without telling him you're about to do it. See, if I, I, I don't tell people. I just do it. No shit. So... Because, you know what, I almost feel like, all right, I'm going to do a call now. <laughs> That's what we heard back. Because, you know what I mean? Like, okay, Ra they radio in, you know, I'm going to do a call. All right, radio call. All right. You know, just, if you just do it, you're almost trying to catch them off guard oh. and try to get elicit some kind of response. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, play, play that back, though. My reaction, again, I, I just keep getting shaggy. We have an orb floating bigger and smaller, and it's... What the f***? <laughs> Is that Ronnie? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing a whoop. Yeah, Jeff Byers laughing at me. He's like, yeah, it was Ronnie. <laughs> so that's the sound. That's half our clips. We have more clips, but we've run out of time. This episode's gone too long. Um, man, I don't know. If that's not compelling pod, then I don't know what it is, brother. Um, I know. I, that's, uh, just let it speak for itself. Um, we have more sound, and we have something that happens that's even more incredible than that coming up. In our next round, episode two of this two-part special, including our interview with Bob Gimlin after we play that sound. All right, um, man, if I, I don't know what I experienced. I think I've tried to articulate as good as I could, as well as I can, mm. I should say. 
Um, isn't that funny? I was trying to articulate something and then I articulated it badly. <laughs> I'm all fired up because this is an experience. Like this, I want to hear. I, I want to hear the, the rest of these clips. Okay, right. well we've got Ugh. more clips, and actually something even more significant happens. That we I again guilty turned into kind of a joke, but looking back on it now, it, it's not so funny. And we'll, we'll let the sound speak for itself again, but it's even more intense than that, believe it or not. Man, that's compelling pod. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, awesome. So thank you to Dr. Rebecca and Jeff. More to come from them. More to come from that. Yes. We'll have from them that both. Night. We'll have each of them on the podcast. And talk about what they thought. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, we got to get out of here. We had we had a controversial Ronnie post about uh, mermaid sexual assaults. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what could be controversial I, about that. I, I will say... <laughs> no, I don't say it. I will say I posted it without even reading it, which I yes, typically like to do. That's the whole spirit of the thing. <laughs> Good job, Ronnie. You did, then you did your job. Thank you. By doing no job. Um, <laughs> that's the title of your next book. I posted Ooh. it without even reading it. We also have tons of monster mail to catch up on, but you know these. I think these sounds need to kind of stand by themselves. So next week, part two, more sounds, an incredible moment, and then an incredible interview with the legend himself, Bob Gimlin. So please spread this around, share it with a friend, tell a friend, please rate and review rate us. Review, That's what please. they say you're supposed to do, so uh, we're asking you, begging yes, you. Yes, please. Share it and rate it. That's just a taste of what we experience in the deep woods of Ohio. Thank you to the Creature Weekend 2019. Thank you, Monsters. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, David. Thank you, Ronnie LeBlanc. Everybody, stay monstrous. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Shit went down, that's all I can say.